welcome once again to Kyle and Courtney Have Questions, the podcast, obviously, where we try to figure out what the fork this world is all about. We pick a different topic every week and we do a deep dive so that we can all learn along the way together. Yes. Well, she wants your psycho and your vertigo shtick. It's Courtney Agnew. If he were dessert, he'd be a cutie pie. It's Kyle Russell. <laughs> that makes me think of like the hostess cupcakes and I would definitely be a hostess cupcake. Oh, there you go. There you go. Mm. That's a Do good like- question. What baked good would you be if you were a baked good? A Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be? I don't know. That's what I'm like thinking. I'm like, oh, what would that be though? I want to say I'd be like a blueberry muffin because I love blueberry like with the like mm. really big like crystallized sugar on the top. Oh hell yeah! Mm. Yum, yum 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 yum. Yum. I'm saying no. I, might I have be... one blueberry muffin left. I bought some at the store last week and I have one left. I'm like maybe I should <laughs> eat that now. You should. You know I changed my mind. I think I would be a Star Crunch. Ooh, Star Crunch. I feel like Star Crunch is one of the most like underrated little Debbie's. Absolutely. Oh. I love Star Crunch. I I buy a box like mm-hmm. once a year. Like I just like be like, mm-hmm. I gotta treat myself. Okay, yeah, treat yourself. A little, get a little Star Crunch up in here. <laughs> love it. I love Star Crunches. Well, what are you drinking today, Kyle? I don't think we talked about that last week. No, we were, we were so excited about all these other things. Okay, I have been on like a summer cocktail kick for the past couple weeks, and just being like, I want to put champagne in everything, so or prosecco in everything. And so I went to the local um, liquor store down the street, and Mm -hmm. also to Benny's several times over the past few weeks, and being like, I'm gonna get this and this and this and this. So I bought maybe like four or five bottles of prosecco, and I went to get. Uh, Ramazzotti uh, Rosato Aperitivo, which is like um, a florally aperitif. Yeah. And then I got a Lilit Rosé, uh, which I haven't tried it yet. So I don't know. How, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And then I got an Aperol. And Ooh. yeah. So I've just been spritzing I it up, it. spritzing it up all week. Spritzing for days. I love it. I love <laughs> I, so it. So I am drinking an Aperol spritz today. <sighs> Even that though it's sounds... like gloomy outside today, I'm like feeling, I'm, I'm trying to keep these good times going. Listen, listen, bubbles, that is liquid sunshine. So even yeah. if it is dreary, gloomy, rainy, cold, that immediately is going to put you in a nice, sunny, warm mood. So I agree. I love it. I, a lot of times when it's like in December, I'll drink a lot of summery things mm-hmm. or like in the wintertime because I'm like trying to counteract my seasonal depression with like, look, you're drinking a summer drink. Yeah. <laughs> Park up a little so bit. So flirty. <laughs> Fun in the sun, you guys. I love it. Oh, that's amazing. I should have um, mixed up a cocktail. I have been like just frantically cleaning my apartment so that everything's like cleaned and done and like ready before um, I leave for London. So I am just uh, back to my trusty little Diet Coke. Um, I like it. So, Yeah. Gotta gotta go back to the basics. You can't go wrong yeah. with a nice crispy cold diet coke. Mm-mm. Do you okay? So let me ask. I don't think we've asked this, this about each other before. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer like bottled cans, bottles or cans, or like a fountain drink? Fountain drink is always going to be number one. Fountain, nothing's better than a fountain diet coke. Um, second for me would be cans. Third would be <laughs> the the bottles, like the plastic bottles. Yeah. The only benefit the plastic bottle has is that you can like seal it up. So if you're like on the go, 
throw it in my bag. But you know, though, it's I agree with you. Like fountain sodas are always the best, but because they're so like superior that when you get to there and the it's just off or like the the it's mm-hmm. just syrup or like the consi- the balance isn't right it is such a letdown it is so disappointing <laughs> so disappointing total first world problems but you guys I know it's but a major thing listen yeah it, it is what it is so like when you like when you pull away from McDonald's and you have your your nuggets and mm-hmm. your fries and you like take that sip and it's not perfection. You're like, well, this meal is ruined. It's fucking Everything ruined. Everything is trash. Everything is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Wait, is awful. Did I send you that meme the other day on uh, Instagram about you can ruin your own day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it says, this meme says, don't let anyone ruin your day. It's your day. Ruin it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me that and I was like, I do regularly. <laughs> I just spiral every day and ruin my own day. Oh my God. It's, I love (laughs) it though. It's so true. Oh, it's hilarious. But yeah. Oh man. Well, Court, what are we talking about today? We have another fun, lighthearted one today because last week's episode was so much fun. So I was like, okay, let's just like see what else we can find on the BuzzFeed. Um, And so this week we're going to be breaking down a list of commonly believed myths. That have been Ooh. busted. Oh, so there are de- debunked myths. They okay. are debunked myths. But Did you ever ones watch? That... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but ones that a lot of people still widely believe to be true. Like things that you'll still hear people say like, oh, mm. this. And you're like, no, that's actually not a fact. Yeah. I have some that I was taught by my dad mm-hmm. um, that are not true. And I didn't that's... realize they weren't true until I was 21. There was a um, meme that I saw not too long ago. It was like a tweet that somebody was like, you know, oh, kids today are like, well, why didn't you just look it up on the internet? And it was like, we didn't have the internet. Your aunt Marge told you something incorrect. And then you just believed you it believed for 20 it. years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, yep, oh, facts. <laughs> I'm so excited. Did you ever watch Mythbusters? I did. I did watch it. And that's it's so um, fascinating. I, I always loved that show. And one of my favorite things, which connects back for, for both of us, they did a Mythbusters episode about Titanic. Hmm. Did you ever see that? I don't think so. Because they proved inconclusively that Jack and Rose, they would have both fit on the door or whatever it was, the bed frame, whatever it was. But they said the weight, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have stayed floating. So it wasn't oh. that they didn't both fit. It was that it wasn't buoyant enough to support both of them. And so I they think both I saw, died. yeah. And I think I saw there's like some new thing on Hulu that James Cameron put out for like the anniversary of the movie. And they did that study. And came to the mm. same exact conclusion that it was like, yes, there was room, but it wasn't buoyant enough to to support both of them. Yeah. So I will defend Rose to the death. She did nothing wrong. <laughs> also, we just we just passed the anniversary of the Titanic sinking we just did. this past weekend, the past yeah. week. It was 111 yeah. years. So crazy. Right? Yeah. 111 years. 111 years. And we, st- I still haven't been down there. What have I been doing this whole 111 years? What are, what are years? you even doing with your life, Kyle, if you're not going to the Titanic? <laughs> My God. <laughs> it's just like, it's like going to Key West. I, mean, I went to Titanic this weekend. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I just like also, took a little look at a little day trip, you know. <laughs> also, if you look at the map of where the Titanic sank, she almost fucking made it. She almost made it. Was she was almost, she was over three quarters of the way mm-hmm. done with her trip. Yeah. 
Damn. I really want to go there. Um, I'm drawing a blank right now on the name of it. There's a cemetery in Nova Scotia where mm. most of the um, bodies have been buried. Oh, like the the people that had died like in yeah, the water? Yeah, that they like the bodies that they were able to recover. Mm. Most of them have been buried in this one. Uh, I'll have to look it up and send it to you. There's like one cemetery. I don't know if it's actually in Halifax, but it's like in Nova Scotia. Um, and there is actually a grave there for Jay Dawson. And so a lot of people, and what's funny is James Cameron didn't know that when he wrote the film, like Jack Dawson is not based on a real person, sure, obviously, but like, and I think they said that the person is actually was like Joseph Dawson or something. And he was, I want to say like, uh, you know, working on the ship or something like that. Mm. Um, So it's like, it's obviously not him, but they said a lot of people will go and like leave memorabilia at that headstone because oh, no. it just says Jay Dawson. <laughs> So, have we done really an episode do about that. Titanic yet? I feel like no, we, we haven't and we, we should. We we did um we did talk about it because we did the one where I talked about like the Carpathia coming to get them mm-hmm. and the other mm-hmm. ship that didn't like get the message. Yeah. Um so we we did talk about it a little bit. I mean, that's another one we could probably do more info on because you know, yeah, we did like one 45 minute <laughs> discussion about it. So <laughs> And it wasn't even about it. It was about the things. It was about like the, them. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, that's not what this episode is about. It's not. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about other myths, not, not, not Titanic myths, just other myths. Yeah. Um, okay. But some of these, some of these I knew, but some of these I was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, first one, the myth that different parts of your tongue detect different types of taste. Like, do you remember seeing that little diagram yes. that was like, oh, this part tastes the salty this and that sweet. tastes the sweet and sal- that's yes. the bitter and that's, that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I remember thinking that for a long time, like I investing too. in that idea. And so I remember being like, oh, well then I could eat something really fucking sour if I just eat it on one side of my mouth. Exactly. It tastes sour. Never worked. Exactly. No, <laughs> um, you taste it everywhere. Yeah. So in 1901, a, gi- a, a German scientist, and his name is David Hannig did a study to like measure taste perception and he Mm -hmm. was like introducing flavors to different edges of the tongue and apparently like the edges in the tip of your tongue are actually a little bit more sensitive to taste and Mm. he kind of determined that he felt there was some variation but it was very minimal and so when he published the results the graph that he created made it look like different parts of the tongue tasted things differently and then this graph was like revamped in the 40s by a harvard professor which made hmm. it look even more misleading. And that just became oh fact. Of course. Because if it comes out at Harvard, it's fact. Exactly. Right. So, so yeah. So it's bullshit. Your, your taste buds can detect all tastes no matter where it is on your tongue. So. Huh. Um, this what, one. But, oh, go but, ahead. Hold on. But is there like a spice? Well, this, this is not part of your, the thing you were just asking, but like, I wonder if there's a different, like if your tongue receptors like feel spice in different places because like i don't feel spice in like the center of my tongue but uh-huh. i definitely feel it in the back i feel it in the front it could be because mm. it could be like or again like he said like those um taste buds along the edges and the tip of your tongue are mm. more sensitive so it could just be that like they're picking that kind of thing up more more clearly mm. interesting and one thing that's that's i mean not really related to this but like i i i I should have looked into this. There's probably studies on it, but I feel like different people's taste buds, like the receptors work differently for different people. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, cause I've had this conversation with my mom. She always gives me shit about that. I don't like stuff with raw onions. I hate mm-hmm. raw onions on anything. And she's like, oh my God, you're being so picky. And I'm like, no, it's just that as soon as I taste onion, that flavor takes over. I oh, taste yeah. it over everything and I don't mm-hmm. like it. Like, I just don't care for that flavor. And it's like, once I taste it, I can't not taste it. And she thinks that I'm like being dramatic, but I was like, but maybe my taste buds are absorbing that taste differently or my brain processes it differently. Like things don't necessarily taste the same to everyone maybe. Yeah. And not only that, like the oils in the onion stay on your fingers for Mm -hmm. like the remainder of the day. Yeah. Yep. Even if you wash your hands, it's still kind of like there. You can still, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's my theory. (laughs) Um, our next myth, cracking your knuckles gives you arthritis. False. Take that mom. This is something that's made a resurgence on TikTok recently. Oh, it drives me nuts. It does not cause arthritis. There is no association between cracking your knuckles and getting arthritis, but the Johns Hopkins arthritis center did do a study and they found that it could cause reduced grip strength over time if you Mm. habitually crack your knuckles a lot so i mean i guess my hands are going to be weak as fuck but i'm not going to have arthritis necessarily (laughs) so because i crack my knuckles constantly i think i probably do it once a day i do it all the time (laughs) like literally i'm like constantly cracking my knuckles it's it's probably not great but it's fine i don't i've never noticed that when we hung out i've never noticed that i do it all the time um this one I thought was interesting because I, I thought this was true. Touching a baby bird will make its parents reject it. That's not true. That is not true. So wildlife educators believe this was probably started as a way to like just kind of encourage people like not to bother wildlife, but it's mm. completely false. Um, first of all, most birds don't really have much of a sense of smell, so they wouldn't be able mm. to smell that they had been touched. But they said that birds could potentially abandon nests, eggs, they're young if they see that that has been disturbed in any way. So like you still shouldn't mess with it because like if you damage the nest or something or like, you know, you, one of the birds is like in a different place than where they left it kind of thing, they they could still abandon it with the the belief that like, ooh, a predator has been here. This is no longer a safe place. Mm. Um, And they said this is actually true of mammals as well. Like the human scent isn't going to cause mothers to abandon their young, but you should still like stay hands off. And they said the other thing too, is like the potential risk of like diseases and stuff like that. They're like, just don't touch Mm, them. Just don't touch animals. Yeah. Don't touch them. Just let them be. Yeah. Um, this next one, this one has, has been a pet peeve of mine for a little while. Um, the myth that we only use 10% of our brain. That's That's not true. No, I still hear people say this all the time. Um, it might be true for some people, um, looking at you, Donald Trump. Um, I but... thought you were going to say me. I was like, <laughs> no. Damn. no, 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 Damn. no, 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 no. Looking at you, Donnie T. Um, I would say that's more like two, two and yeah. a half. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's believed that this basically just dates back to some misinterpreted quotes from scientists. Uh, hmm. humans do in fact use 10% of their brains. Um, they said, if we did only use 10% of our brain, we would basically be at the same intelligence level as sheep. Hmm. And sheep may be very smart for animals, but like they can't read, they can't write, they can't talk. Like we're smarter than right. sheep, I think, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> Some of us. 
Um, this is another one that I knew was not true, but I still wait. Hear- hold on, wait, oh, hold yeah. on. So how much do we not use? Like we how use one hundred percent of our brain. Oh, okay, yeah, you use <laughs> your whole brain. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, but before we move on, I want yeah. to talk about this for a second, because I think the brain is one of the most fascinating things in the entire universe. Yes. yes. Um, but I heard someone saying on TikTok the other day, so take it with a grain of salt, everyone. But like, <laughs> um, like it's talking about quantum, quantum realities or whatever. Okay. And basically, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> abort, abort. Cancel, cancel. <laughs> We don't we don't want to share that TikTok video. I I just can't explain it. Okay. I don't I don't have enough knowledge to explain it. So I'm only using 10% of my brain. <laughs> the other 90% took the weekend off. It's fine. It happens to the best of us. Abort. If I find it on TikTok again, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um so this next myth, like I said, this is one that I still hear people say a lot, but I know that it's not true. Um, and that myth is that MSG is bad for you. Oh, yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. So the FDA has confirmed that MSG is totally safe, but because it still sparks so many debates, they still require that products declare that on labels that a product has MSG, which it's like, okay, well, then you're just making the fucking trolls even more up in arms over it. But anyways, right? it's, it's an extremely popular enhancer that pr- that provides that like umami flavor. And it's mm. very commonly used in Asian dishes, in fast yeah. food. Um, it's often added to foods like sauces, condiments, deli meats, soup, so many other things. And it's even naturally occurring in products like tomatoes and cheese. Like I always thought for the longest time, like that MSG was some like artificial chemical that was being added yeah. into foods. That's like, no, it's just a naturally occurring thing that provides that like kind of savory umami type flavor. That's all mm. it is. What Not is it like bad for you? <laughs> monosodium glutamate or whatever. Yeah, something like that. I thought I had written it down, but it's not in my notes. So I guess oh, I, damn, I, I, I didn't. I was it. like, eh, fuck it. I won't be able to pronounce it. <laughs> Don't put it in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. That one always just kills me. People are like, oh my God, it has MSG in it. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, it has salt so? in it. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Eat your Chinese um, food and be quiet. Yeah, right. Uh, this is one that I I remember believing this myth when I was a kid. Blood in your veins is blue and the blood in your arteries is red because of the oxygenation. Obviously, um, I remember hearing that, but I don't yeah. know if I ever took stock in that one. I used to think that because it was like when you look, you could see like blue a lot of times. And they said and that's why like you'll see people who say like, oh, like sometimes veins look blue. Sometimes they look purple. Sometimes they look yeah. green. It really depends on your skin because yeah, skin will pinkness. like absorb and reflect and refract light. Um, so like your blood is only ever going to be red or like a very dark red, depending on that oxygen content. Um, mm-hmm. But your blood is absolutely never blue. That's just I think not I, mean, a I need more. I need more blood. I mean, I, I, I need more, <laughs> need more blood. <laughs> <laughs> I need more oxygen because it looks very dark today. My veins do. Well, the fun thing is that that's not your blood. That's just the veins. Like your oh. your veins aren't like see-through. Your veins are made of yeah. tissue. So you can't see the blood through the vein. Oh. That's the color of your vein. Because that's how oh. like, I don't know if you, I mean, if, if you're familiar with all of the like, you know, color theory with like your complexion of like, yeah. are you a summer? Are you a winter? Are you an autumn? Mm-hmm. Are you a spring? Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is like the undertones in your skin. And like, 
if um if, if, especially anybody who like wears makeup if you've ever done one of those like makeup quizzes or anything oh, yeah. online and he asks you a lot of times like you know look at your wrist what color do the veins look like do they look purple do they look blue do they look green you know that it's like that's kind of how they can tell more or less what the undertone of your skin is going to be what are yours what are yours look like right now minor um minor pretty like purple minor blue over here this one's a little more blue it looks like on this hand, I have one that's like blue and then one that's like purple right next to it. Do you have like, if you look at your hands in the palm of your hands, do you have one that you can like clearly like, see the veins a little clearer than the other ones? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Me too. I feel anyway. like right now we just sound like we're high. <laughs> you like see the veins in your hand, man. That's so cool. Mine are, mine are purple. Oh my God. Mine's blue. What does that mean? <laughs> it means you need more blood. Welcome to Colin Courtney. You're stoned. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay, so the next myth, this one, I I think I know a lot of people who still believe this, and that is right. the myth that if you get stung by a jellyfish, you should pee on it. I was just talking about this last night. Okay. Yeah. And this go go ahead and say what you're saying. Disgusting myth <laughs> is so commonly referenced. Like, I mean, it was a whole storyline on Friends of like Monica got stung and the guys peed on her, and it was like whole big thing. But like peeing on a sting actually would make it worse. Um, and so the Cleveland yeah. Clinic said that the proper way to care for it, if you're ever stung by a jellyfish, to remove any tentacles or barbs that are still like attached to the injury, and then you should treat the wound with apple cider vinegar, rubbing alcohol, or hot water. And then mm -hmm. it said you can use like a calamine lotion, hydrocortisone cream, or acetic acid, which is actually found in vinegar to help with the pain. But please, for the love of God, don't pee on it. <laughs> okay. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. So I was just talking about this last night because I grew up on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi and they're like literally on the beach and there is jellyfish season. Yeah. And so I remember as being kids, my grandmother would take us out and she would just like, you know, go play in the water, whatever. And she'd sit there and smoke her cigarettes and, you know, listen to music, drink beer. And I remember getting stung multiple times throughout the years that I lived there. And I come back and I'm like, Gigi, my leg. And she'd be like, come here. And then she'd, she would put out her cigarette and then she would open it up and put God, I thought you were going to say she put the cigarette out no, on your no, no. foot. And I was like, oh my no, no, God. No. She would put out her cigarette, break it open and put the nicotine on it once. That happened once. And then the other times they would like, here, pour beer on it. And they would pour beer on it. Or if they really didn't want to be bothered, just put some sand on it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they really were like, whatever's closest, throw that on it and see if it works. They were just like, shut up and do something. Oh, that's like placebo effect all the way. Insane. I have thankfully never been stung by a jellyfish. Um, it's, it doesn't like feel good. That way. Yeah, I would like to it keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, the next myth, I've heard this one before, but I always kind of assumed like this just doesn't sound right. Um, and that is the myth that dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. I've heard that too. I've heard it so often. But a professor from the University of Pennsylvania's School of Veterinary Medicine said that this is basically comparing apples to oranges. 
So Mm. we can't make this comparison. He said there is some overlap in the bacteria that's found in a dog's mouth versus what's found in our mouths. But because we're different species, there's a lot of differences. There's a lot of different types of bacteria that like we don't have that a dog has and vice versa. So he said, it's just, it's hard to really make any kind of a comparison between the two. It's not like you can say, well, that means the dog's mouth is dirtier than yours. No, it's just completely different. It's a totally different environment. It's like saying, it's like saying my apartment is cleaner than the yard. What? Those are two different spaces. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right. I mean, dogs clean their own buttholes in Virginia's with sometimes their tongue. Sometimes Stevie could never reach hers. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I always used to say it was like, Stevie can lick my face all she wants because I know she can't reach her junk. (laughs) She can't get to it. (laughs) She was too chunky. She couldn't reach it. Rue, she is very fastidious about being clean. And so she is like cleaning all the time. And then she'll be like, what a kid. She's such a lady. No, she's such a lady. I know. She's so prim and proper. (laughs) So prim and proper licking her vagina all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Licking her Virginia in public. We love it. Um, So the next one, I think everyone has heard this one at some point, uh, that it takes seven years to digest swallowed gum. Yeah, I've heard that We've all heard that, right? Um, It is true that your body can't digest the gum. But it's just going to move through your digestive system like anything else. And it'll be out of your system (laughs) in a few days. Now, to clarify, you should not make a habit of that because even though it moves through your system, it doesn't break down at all. So if you're doing Mm -hmm. this a lot, like if you chew a lot of gum and you're just swallowing it left, right, and center, you could end up constipated or you could even end up with a blockage in your digestive tract. So just, I mean, keep spitting it out. But if you ever need to get rid of your gum and there's nowhere really to spit it, you can swallow it. It's not going to stick there for seven years. Right. <laughs> It'll be safe. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, this is one that that has annoyed me a lot as uh anyway, as a as a woman, I guess. <laughs> and that Uh-oh. is the myth that shaving makes hair grow back thicker and darker. Yes, yes. It's, it has I've always annoyed me because think about it, there is absolutely zero fucking logic behind this. Like <laughs> The hair on your head does not grow back thicker or darker when you cut it. And that's all you're doing when you shave. You're just cutting the hair off at the level of the skin. Right. That that makes (laughs) literally no sense whatsoever. Now, it could appear like it's thicker and darker because obviously when that hair grows back, it now has a blunt tip from where it was shaved. Mm -hmm. So it, it could possibly look that way. But shaving is going to absolutely make no difference to the thickness, the color, the rate of growth. It doesn't change the hair at all. And it baffles that's, me that people still think this because I'm like, what? That seems like it came from like a puritanical yeah. type of origin. I really didn't like, want people shaving their legs because it made them look easy. Yeah. It's just, it's just insane to me. It's and I still, like, I literally, I know friends who are like, oh my God, it's like my hair is so much darker since I shaved, since I shaved it. No, it's not. <laughs> Actually not at all. <laughs> the one thing that I will say, um, like for myself, I started shaving my legs around the age of like 11. Mm-hmm. The hair on my legs is probably darker than it was when I was 11, but it's the same way that my hair is, is naturally darker now than it was when I was a kid. Like, right. Your body just changes. That has nothing to do. If I had never shaved my legs, the same thing would have happened. Right. But that one almost just bothers me when people are like, oh, I don't want her to start shaving because then the hair will grow. And th-. no, fucking it won't. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Stop. Just let her shave. Jeez. Like, good God. 
Or um, don't make a deal, big deal about it at all. How about right? that? Yeah, exactly. It's shave just if you want. Don't shave if you don't want. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Um, This one, apologies to all the moms out there, but going outside with wet hair does not cause you to catch a cold. That is not true. <laughs> yeah, I definitely still believe that. My mom... My mom loved this line all the time because I, when I was in high school, I had very long hair. I didn't like doing my hair. I didn't like to style Mm. it. So it was always just like left down and wet or thrown up into a bun. I never dried it. It was always soaking wet. It was like 10 degrees and I'd just go out and stand and wait for the bus. And she'd be like, you're going to catch a cold. I was like, that's no, like colds are caused by viruses. So wet Mm -hmm. hair has no impact on that. It's just an old wives tale. It is true that colder air is better for viruses to travel through the Mm -hmm. air so like winter is obviously a more likely time that people are going to get sick and we also have typically lower vitamin d levels in the Mm -hmm. winter thank you uh for that seasonal affective disorder by the way um (laughs) but that's also going to lead to potentially a weakened immune system. So still then making you more vulnerable to viruses. So feel free to keep your hair wet, but like maybe take a vitamin D supplement. Yeah. You know, that sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one, Oh my God, this one used to horrify me. And this is the myth that people on average swallow eight spiders a year in their sleep. (laughs) I, I, so creeped um, out and terrified of spiders. I yes. know that they're super tiny. I know that they can't hurt me, but immediately I see them and my body just goes like, oh my God. The, the heeb- that's called the heebie-jeebies. It is the heebie-jeebies. I get the severe, <laughs> severe heebie-jeebies when I see a spider. Um, yeah. So this always has horrified me, but thankfully it has absolutely no basis in fact. Um, Where did they come from then? They have no understanding of how this got started or who is responsible, but whoever started this rumor, I hope you stub your toe every day. Okay. I was so <laughs> traumatized by this. Like I used to, I remember as a kid, like going to bed and being like, make sure that you only breathe through your nose. Don't open your mouth at night. So that's like, I thought I had control over that. That I was like, I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. So the spiders can't get in. You know, I'm going to take a venture and say that was a drunk uncle fucking with his niece or nephew. Oh my God. It's just so upsetting. And like the one thing that I looked at, they were like, think about the specific scenario and like situation you would have to be in for that to happen. And you think <laughs> it happens eight times a year to every person. Like, like, wouldn't you notice? I would think so. I don't know. I about jumped. I about jumped out of bed last night. I was laying on my <laughs> side and I had like thrown my blanket off because I was too warm, but I had my fan going. Mm-hmm. And so like, as I like rolled onto my side, the fan kind of like swept up from the foot of my bed and the wind like blew the back of my shirt. And it felt for a second, like somebody ran their hand up my back. <gasps> I jumped. So I was like almost asleep. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Scared I can just see you me. jumping out of bed. Nope, 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 nope. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, this is another one I hear a lot of people talk about this, and I've seen like quizzes online you can take for this. Mm-hmm. And that is the myth that people are either right-brained or left-brained. Oh yeah. So this kind of goes back to that like using 10% of our brain myth. Um, mm-hmm. we use our whole brain, like the whole yeah. thing. And it is true that each side 
has like different specialities. Like each, each region of your brain has its own purpose, mm-hmm. but like you don't have a dominant sphere of your brain. You hmm. use the whole thing. Yeah. So. And they usually work cross laterally. Yeah. Like that I might, that might be a myth too. I don't know. I didn't see that one. But I, I mean, like that is correct. Maybe, it, maybe I'm thinking about because in your, like your brain works as a unit to mm-hmm. control everything. So it's like, your brain's not just active on this side when you're right. doing something, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're never just like, oh, today I only used the right side of my brain because I did these this right activities. Side. Oof, I did so much art today. This right side the is right side so, of my tired. so tired. I'm going <laughs> to let the left side take over tomorrow. We'll um, do straight analytical tomorrow. Right. <laughs> um, the next one, and this kind of goes back to the wet hair one too a little bit, that you use night or you lose 90% of your body heat through your head. My mom used to uh, throw this one at me to like make me wear a hat in the winter, which like obviously I hated because it would like, oh, it's going to mess up my hair. I'm going to have a hat head. Okay. Um, so having lived in a, living in a um, climate that has, you know, pretty severe winters sometimes, that almost rings a little true though. Cause I feel like you do lose a lot of heat through your, like your neck, chest, and your head. So according to the Cleveland Clinic, adults lose about 10% of their Mm. body heat from their head. So like maybe do wear a hat. And I think that's part of it too, is like when it is really cold, we always are like, put on your jacket, put on your gloves, have a scarf or whatever. And a lot of people will just skip putting on a hat. So obviously you're going to feel like you're losing a lot of heat because that is the exposed part of your body, Mm -hmm. but you don't lose more heat through your head than anywhere else on your body. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. So put a hat on. Keep your, keep your head toasty. Keep that, keep that brain warm. (laughs) Well, my other thought was like, thought about that. It was like, sometimes if you're wearing a hat and you like take the hat off, Mm -hmm. you can like feel, sometimes you can feel the heat and it's like, you're sweating up here, but like you're not sweating anywhere else. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Oh, I'm usually sweating everywhere else. I sweat like a (laughs) fucking, it's gross. Um, this is another one. I think everybody heard this one as a kid. Uh, it is illegal to turn on the light in the car while driving. Everyone oh, because you blind your parents, that, right? Yeah, everyone told us that that was illegal, and we were going to get pulled over, and you can't do that. I can't um, say it's not illegal, but it obviously it can be unsafe because it can affect your visibility in the car. Um, but really, they said one <laughs> of the the biggest reasons that this is an unsafe practice is because if you're turning the light on in the car, it means you're distracted doing something else when you should mm. be focused on driving. Like if you turn the light on, yeah. it's because you're looking for something, which means you aren't giving your full focus to driving. True. So and that makes sense. Yeah. It's logical, but how dare my mom give me that anxiety as a child? I was like, <laughs> I can't find anything if you're not allowed to turn on the light. <laughs> I drop my book and I can't us. turn the light on. I'm gonna kill us. Um and then the last one that I have is the myth that lightning never strikes the same place twice. That is absolutely not true. Yeah. Reese There's TikTok videos showing it. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon really, uh, you know, pushed this in Sweet Home Alabama to tie together that whole romantic storyline, but it's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. Um, <laughs> lightning strikes the same place fairly often. And in fact, the Empire State Building is hit uh, on, on average about 25 times a year by lightning. So, oh, oh, yeah. Like Sears Tower, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's I thought you were going to say... <laughs> But you're gonna say Reese Witherspoon actually proved that wrong by being struck by lightning. 
<laughs> and I was like, Reese, unknown fun lightning? fact: Reese got hit by lightning. <laughs> 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 can oh you imagine gosh. oh my god no just tiny. I, you would just I, be obliterated i remember because i love that movie sweet home alabama it is so corny so kitschy so classic rom-com so corny but yeah. every time i'm like this movie is built on fucking bullshit this isn't true like the rest of it is totally believable <laughs> but that's the problem with the plot <laughs> yeah that's the hole there <laughs> oh my god but yeah so those are just a fun like a few fun myths that um that we can Cross off the list. Cross off the list. Okay, so let me tell you some that my dad used to tell me. Or yes, my grandparents. thank you. I was going to okay. say, do you have any others to add? Yes. So my dad used to tell me that you shouldn't touch flowers because they'll die. And <laughs> this is because I've come to learn that I touch everything. Yeah. I'm very like, you know, I use that sense a lot. Yeah. And um, he just didn't want me touching things. So he told me, don't touch flowers because <laughs> you'll kill them. The oil from your hands will kill them. And it wasn't until I was like 21 uh, when I was dating someone. And I was like, you know, he had some plants and I was like, oh, I don't want to touch them because I don't want to kill them. He was like, um, that's not a thing. like, what? I guess it was. My dad told me that. He was like, you could touch them without killing them, I think. Can't you? (laughs) Or is this a problem that we're going to have to approach? My grandfather also told me that I... Cause I love watermelon to this day. I love watermelon. And he would tell me that if you swallow the seeds, it would grow out of your stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I used to get that one too. The other one that um, I was always told was if I ate the crust of my bread, it would make my hair curly. What? Yeah. I don't my even see the correlation. My, my mom one. and my grandma, they, if that's the, they would tell us all the time as kids that it was like, you didn't want to eat the crust on your sandwiches. But they were like, if you eat the crust, it like it makes your hair turn curly. And, oh man, I ate all the crusts. I never had a sandwich like, without crust in my all whole that life. Crust. My grandfather used to make moonshine, and he would say that if you drank it, it would make your nipples red. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you can't see this, but Courtney has she the microphone is no longer picking up her. Her, her sound because she's laughing too hard oh my god <laughs> yeah that's a true story <laughs> i can't hear you <laughs> oh, oh, oh no <laughs> so if you go to tennessee go to nashville and you have the moonshine bars there just just know oh i can turn red god unreal <laughs> unreal i've had a fair amount of moonshine in my life my nipples haven't turned red yet so <laughs> want, i'll need to figure out what the limit on that is <laughs> how much do you drink before that happens i think it's just one sip really oh my it's a god. one and done situation oh that's so funny wow <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, um yeah we'll have to ask our listeners what other yeah. um common myths you want to myth bust for us yeah, I want to know. This is another just, you know, fun, lighthearted, needed yeah. a couple weeks of uh, of good laughs. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, and then, oh, you... real quick, my yeah. uh, reference for that, that was another BuzzFeed article. Um, <laughs> the, the headline of it made me laugh. Um, this one was from Hannah Dobro. And the, <laughs> the article is, you were probably taught these 16 ridiculous myths as a kid, but now it's time you learn the truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh thank goodness so for good. her we right? need people like that i love it <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my God. Well, are you ready for a would you rather? As ready as I'm going to be. Okay. Hit me so, with it. Courtney, I like this. I think this one is super interesting. Okay. So, would you rather go back in time to meet your ancestors or go into the future to meet your great great grandchildren? I'm going to have to go with ancestors because I have no plans on having children. So, those people aren't going to exist. <laughs> Uh, also or, i'd like to go back and ask my ancestors why the fuck I, did you come to america <laughs> <laughs> it was the land of opportunity oh so wrong though it was a ship of dreams and it was it really was <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know i feel like in the the our ancestors lived in such a shitty time like, I don't know if I want to go back there. It might be kind of exciting, but a little rustic, you know, a little adventure time. Yeah. But also kind of like, oh, you guys are so such idiots. Maybe I would go further back to like before my ancestors left Ireland. And I'd be like, guys, stick it out. It's going to get better. You're like, <laughs> please you'd be don't like, leave. You'd be like the barmaid in the pub, like over eavesdropping on your family's conversation. Like, all right, maybe you should just stay in Ireland. <laughs> that was terrible. I'm usually a lot better at that yes. accent. I just couldn't do it. Lovely Irish accent. It's you know, lovely. I was thinking about it, and uh, perhaps you should just uh, stay here. Here, America's quite terrible. Mm -hmm. The worst. Your Irish is so good. Thanks. I've been working good on job. my accents so I can blend in when I get over. <laughs> no, just I love kidding. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh god! Oh my gosh! Yeah, all I right, definitely friends. want to go backwards. So. I don't know. I want to go for because I want to see all the technology in the future. I'm just worried about the hellscape we're going to be in. I feel like everything will just be on fire. <laughs> Can you? Okay. So do you think, did you immediately, like, if you step out of the port, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And just immediately step back in. I, I feel like if you're useful. going that far, there has to be some kind of like, you need to, ha you have to stay this, this amount of time. Like you have to go back for at least 24 hours. You have to spend 24 hours there kind of thing. Imagine. That would be, if if you if you did fast forward into like a hellscape and be like yeah. oh god have you ever, have you ever watched the hours? movie um the time machine mm -mm. you should okay so there's it's it's based on the book um it's I'm trying to remember I want to say it's Guy Pierce yeah Guy Pierce plays like a scientist and inventor who's determined to prove that time travel is possible and he like becomes desperate when the woman he loves is murdered the night that he proposes to her. So he mm -hmm. becomes obsessed that he's like, I have to go back. And he realizes he keeps going back and she keeps getting killed. And he's like, I can't change it. Like if I keep going back, I'm just going to watch her get murdered again and again and again. So he decides mm -hmm. to go forward in time and he goes forward a few different times. And then like eventually ends up in this like super futuristic hellscape where like there's this weird like crazy underground tribe that's out to kill humans and i don't know it's crazy i haven't watched it in a long time it came out like over 20 years ago i think hmm. um that sounds interesting it's, it's really good I, i'll have to see if it's on any of the streaming services but um i, haven't I read it this forever i had it on vhs that tells you how old that movie is <laughs> that's old <laughs> i read this one book um speaking of time traveling where uh it was called the doomsday book by connie connie i can't remember the, her last name but anyway so these people go by Connie, they go back in time to like fix something, and then something happens to their portal along the way, and so they get stuck in the plague times. Mm, no, and so like the people are like trying to like get back to them, um, and I think one of them like 
get sick or something. And I remember just being like, this story is so fascinating. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was so good. Connie, I want to say Connie Britton, but it's not Connie Britton. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of um, like what happens with the time machine one that it's like, he goes forward, checks it out. He's like, no, goes forward again, I think, checks it out. And then it's like something happens that as he gets back in to go forward again, he gets knocked out. And so he mm -hmm. goes like thousands of years into the future unintentionally. And then oh. it's like, he can't get back because something's broken on the machine. So he has to figure out how to fix it. And like, it's, it's very good. And then the, the girl who's the lead in it. So random Samantha Mumba. What? Yeah. That's when she had that one song out. And that they were like, one song. Movie? Yep. They were like, put her in the movie. We love her. <laughs> um, yeah. She played the character of Mara. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Connie, Connie Willis is her name. Connie if anyone Willis. is interested in that type of book it's very good it's called the doomsday clock it's funny it's got some like love tense that. moments in it it's really great yeah love that all very right cool. friends thanks thank for, you so joining much us. for joining us yeah. and we will talk to you guys next time Bye. goodbye Bye.